Hey, Alex. Hello. What? That was weird. Yeah, that's true. How are you? Good, you? Yeah. I'm pretty good. Good. We got some positive feedback about the interview with Cam. Oh, did we? We did. Lucas thought it was particularly funny that uh, I... you you referenced uh, wanting to get punters into the league. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't trying to be funny. That was incredibly serious. But thank you, Lucas. You know that's not happening, right? Someday. Sure. When I win the league. And I'll become champion, and no one can say no. When you do win the league and become champion, who's the team you want to finish 10th so that you can name them? uh, Jay. You want to get revenge? Yeah, something like that. That's fair. I thought you were a little better than that, though. I'm not saying revenge, but I mean, you know, I won't feel as bad giving him a bad team name. That's true. Because you're currently called Stick Cheese. Yes. I also wanted to share, we, we have good news in our quest for 100 followers. We're up to 99. 13. Uh, I shouldn't have said the big number, because now 13 doesn't seem as impressive. <laughs> I think you did it on purpose. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's why America loves you, because you're a jerk. Did I ever tell you about the time I met Kirk Cousins? I don't think our audience knows about the time you met Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, I met him in college. He was around Michigan State around there, and uh, we were at college game day, and then I went over and offered him a donut. Because they gave out free donuts for college game day. And I was like, hey, you want this donut? He was like, no. Was he nice or mean about it? Oh, he was very nice. I didn't think he would accept the donut. Yeah. I mean, he had to go play football soon. Maybe he wasn't ready to put that into his body. Yeah. It's ironic you bring up Kirk Cousins. I was, If you remember, kind of one of the things we've been talking about this year is if a team, if each of our teams was an NFL quarterback, who would they be? I started to draw the comparison of you to Kirk Cousins. Because I'm awesome? They. One would think you're awesome, but really you haven't done much. Kirk Cousins doesn't really win games very often. Yeah, he's on the Redskins. Well, now he's on the Vikings, so there are no excuses. Maybe. And you have an epic football team. You think so? I think so. I think So you know what tonight's episode is going to be? No. We're going to get to know Alex. Why? At a deeper, more personal, spiritual level. Oh, there's not much there. But we're going to poke at it. Okay, you can try. So this will be a 10-minute show, folks. <laughs> I think America is going to love to get to know a little bit more about you, Alexander Sean Turner. Okay. Oh, yeah, now they know my middle name. There you go. Yeah, now they could find you or something on Facebook and stalk you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, they would just come up with the guy from England. Yeah, there's a famous guy in England. He's a, Have you ever heard of the band The Arctic Monkeys? Do you think I've heard of the Arctic Monkeys? No, I don't even think if you've heard of people like Beyonce. Was she? A Do you even like have a TV, and you don't know how to use internet? We already know that. So anyway, yeah, no. Uh, there's Arctic Monkeys. It's a band in England. Apparently, the lead singer is pretty popular. So if you Google them, that's all you'll find. Or you'll find my really bad 5K time. And, and no one. I even had one time I was at really obscure people like hipsters. I once had to like. I was going to like a pool place at Michigan State, and I had to give him my ID, and he was like, dude, you have the coolest name on the planet. You know why? And I was like, because of the guy in the Arctic Monkeys? And he was like, yeah. And we were like, thanks, man. So, you know, I've been noticed like three times for that. Do you guys look alike? Could you get confused for him and get some groupies? If he put on some weight. Yeah, maybe. That's cool. I guess. You're going to play pool with a sticker, like where you have to put floaties on in a pool. I don't think when you swim in a pool, you say, I'm going to play pool. I think I'm. <laughs> if you do, you have a problem. 
or you're a toddler. <laughs> like that's something Jackson would say when he was like four. Let's play pool, Dad. Okay. I'm sorry. If Jackson is saying let's play pool, Dad, why are you answering the question? No, I'm just saying that's something a toddler would say. I just picked him as he's the youngest, he's the closest person to the age of toddler that I know. You were but going... then if an adult like me says, I'm going to play pool, you assume pool, the, 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 you know, sticks and balls and such. All right, so let's get to know you a little better, Alex. Sure. Now, we, we touched on this. In fact, it was a running joke last year on the show. We would talk about how Alex was 11 or Alex was 6 when things happened when he first started drafting. Oh, yeah. Your that dedication to remembering the show was meaningful to me. It was forever ago. I was like 10 back then. But in all honesty, you were 15 when the league started, right? 2006 is when it started, so you would have been 15. Yep. I thought I wasn't in the league the first year. Um, I thought someone quit. You have been in this reincarnation of the league since the beginning. We started on ESPN in 2005. We had a lot of turnover from 2005 to 2006. Gotcha. Okay. So, no, you have been here since the beginning of this reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And when we started, you were 15. Yep. Most of us were actually about the age you are now. So what has it been like to kind of, what, what have the relationships and the experience been, uh, how has it been different? That's what I'm going for. How has it been different as you've grown up and kind of become an adult? I don't know. Well, I mean, when I first started, I know coming up with a team name was hard because I was just like some kid and you guys were posting like, yeah, you guys just make inappropriate jokes from like the 80s about things. And like, I'll like try to bring that up with friends, references from that. And I'll like learn stuff from the 80s. And they're like, I don't know who those people are. And like, I think, I think the only thing I knew was I think our original league name was Christopher Watkins Dance Brigade. And I knew who he was. But that was about it. Um, I think my first team name was like cheese. <laughs> I literally, my, I even remember my picture. It was just a, like a stock picture of some like cheeses. Canadian cheese. Canadian cheese. Yeah, it was. I don't even, I don't know. I'm just proud of my Canadian heritage and I like cheese. So I was like, there you go. Hey. And then uh, I don't, I didn't even like pay attention my first year. But then the second year, I think I got really into it. And that's actually what got me into football. So I didn't know anything about football. And I actually like started playing fantasy and then I got really into it. But um, growing up in the league, I, I don't know. It's been different. I mean, there's a big age difference, so. I've been a little bit behind you guys with things, but I mean, I'm starting to get there. I don't know. Obviously, the gap hasn't changed, but it doesn't feel less noticeable now that it's the difference between you and your late 20s and us <clears throat> older than that versus 15 and 28. Well, I don't know, because like, you know, back then you guys would talk about like my age stuff, mm -hmm. just a little more whatever. But like, you know, and now when I go out to hang out with you, it's all like, you know. Families and 401ks, so still a little bit of a thing there. I don't even have a 401k yet, you know. Because Jason often talks about his 401k? Every day. He won't stop talking about it. It does get tiresome, his talk about fiduciary responsibility. Yep, I know what that means. What's fiduciary? <laughs> is that a word? That's not a word. So you talked about how you No, is that a word? Fiduciary, yeah. Did you make that up? No, our dad was an accountant. How do you not know this? Because my dad was an accountant, and he did all of it. Touche. Uh, so you talked about not really being interested in uh, football the first year. So how come you agreed to do it when I asked? I don't even think you really, like, asked. You were like, we need a 10th, and you were running out of time. And I was like, well, okay. 
and then I did. I didn't even draft. Yes, you did. I did. You were there at the draft with me. I had the fifth pick. You had the sixth pick. I remember looking at you like, "What is wrong with you?" Okay. See, that's probably why I did bad. What did I pick that was so bad? Yeah, it was actually a good pick. You picked Tom Brady sixth after I picked Peyton Manning fifth. What was it that got you into it? Just the concept of playing every week and trying to win? Just the gamification of it, you know? Oh, that's a good word. It is, you know? Because originally, like, you were just watching the game, you're like, sweet, but now I could actually, like, pick people and it was a competition and it gets you into it. That's a business term. So there you go. That's how you get people into business stuff. You gamify a thing. That's what you did for football for me. So got super into it. Um, yeah, and then I just, like, found players I just started liking because I drafted them on my teams more, so I kept track of them. Like Adrian Peterson and Tom Brady. You've talked about your love of Adrian Peterson and Tom Brady through the years, but I'm going to see if I can test your brain and see how far back into the vault you can go. Not far. Weed's an amazing drug. It's not weed. <laughs> I just can't remember anything. So, but yeah, like worst picks. I know early on when I first started, I thought kickers were more important than they were. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever we get to like the sixth or seventh round, I'm like, oh my gosh, the number one kickers. So, like, yeah, I'd grab them. Um, I did pick Algie Crumpler in the fourth round, I think our second year. <laughs> I just liked Algie Crumpler a lot. Was the name just cool? I was probably half of it. You know, early Alex, yeah, that was probably half of it. Um, and also I have a history of drafting uh, Lions rookies way too early. Uh, yeah. Javid Best and Kevin Smith, I both picked up in like the fourth and fifth round of the first year. Has that burned you? Like, is that why you didn't get any carry-on Johnson action this year? Well, I didn't get carry-on Johnson because he's competing with 76 other people for running back So <laughs> this year. I wanted him, though. I was, like, third to last round. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get carry-on. And then I think Bobby, Cam picked him for Bobby. So. Yeah, I just want to give an honorable shout-out to Bobby for ditching our draft at the last minute. Yeah, Bobby, you were missed. And it would have been a great time if you were there. But he decided he didn't like us enough. I don't think that's the issue. Really? Well, was he camping? Would you pick camping over go hanging out with us? Steve, our entire family would like rather do, I don't know, like sleep in a Walmart for three days than go camping. Yes. Yes, they, they would. We're not camp people. I'm not trying to insult anybody who likes camping. Like that's I am a little bit. You know, you can do fun activities and stuff. Like I went to camp, sixth grade camp. It was mm-hmm. a blast. But like, you know, like tents and mm-hmm. outside and pooping on a tree. I don't get it. I guess a lot of camps now have toilets, but then is it really camping? Anyway, but yeah, no, Bobby, you're you're cool. Yep. Even though he no showed our draft. Yeah, I still like him. He's cool. I like how your voice cracked when you said that. If I was a student of the human condition, I would have thoughts about that. What? Talk to me about. <laughs> yeah. You talked about thinking kickers used to have more value than they do. And oh my gosh, like Adam Vinatieri was my boy for a while. And now it's uh, Matt Bryant. Okay, but he Matt Bryant just like deserved it. Like mm-hmm. back in the day, I would just draft Vinatieri because he was the number one kicker on like a lot of leagues. But Matt Bryant has just saved me games so many times. Yeah, what would you have done last year instead of being last place if not for Matt Bryant? I would have been even more last place, mm-hmm. and I did not win many games. No, you did not. No, I did not. Any different? As how was your? Uh, How's your drafting philosophy changed through the years? When I first started, a lot of times I would just go to uh, people I liked. <laughs> but then I started, like, I quickly switched to uh, kind of that classic, like, early running back pick. And then I switched to early just wide receivers. That's kind of a transition. 
because each time they're like it stopped working. So like right now I'm literally at like just drafting best available. Yeah. So even if sometimes if I like want a wide receiver, like I see a running back on the board, I can use the backup that I like a lot. If he's the best available, a lot of times I'll grab him. And then I usually try to save who I like for the last four or five rounds. So that's why in the last four or five rounds I usually make some different picks. But who so. was that this year? Uh well I didn't think Edelman was gonna make it to the end, but I didn't care he was suspended. I liked that pick. Sony Michelle, I was like, Mel, he's he's a rookie for New England that might do something. So I picked him up. I ended up dropping him just because of Adrian Peterson, but that was because I didn't know who else to drop. I liked Tyrod Taylor too. I always kinda of wanted to have him on my team. His name is Tyrod Taylor. I do you watch Hard Knocks? No. Oh, that was the big thing on this week. Hard Knocks is that his name's Tarod. I just know stuff. Sure. We've established you don't really have much of a long-term memory. Yeah. Uh, but as best as you can remember, how, where do you rank this team that you drafted this year, which seems to be getting pretty universal praise compared to most of your drafts? I think it's up there. I'd say like second or third, like best feeling drafts. I mean, because I mean, I've had drafts where they're only okay and then players turn out to be a lot better than what we think they are. But like just initial thoughts after the draft, I really liked it. I'm worried about quarterback, but I think I think it'll be okay. I mean, Dak Prescott and uh, Tyron Taylor are doing pretty well. I don't know about Alex Smith. He's barely been used. So, and then what is it? I think Patrick Mahoney is on the same team as he? Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City and your other quarterback, Alex Smith, is in Washington. I think I'm switched around because they're both red. Uh-huh. I know that's a dumb statement, but I do that sometimes. No, it makes all the sense in the world. I get the Chiefs, the Redskins, and, uh, yeah, I just get them confused. So mine is just really costing your team with that silly quarterback situation. You like it for the most part? Yeah, I do. I, I believe in them. So. Probably would have taken that trade I offered you in retrospect. Meh. I'm good. Yeah. You don't really seem to care about winning all that much. Uh, that's because I'm so good, I don't have to care to win. Even though it hasn't happened yet. Not <laughs> someday. So you, uh... Let's just say I take the league's name to heart. So. The league name, the three-time champion, zero-time research you take to heart? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. And still win. <laughs> Not knowing the difference between the Chiefs and the Redskins. Does it make you feel sad at all that Jason has won with zero draft prep through the years? A little. Only because yeah. I want to win. Do you ever do draft prep? Yeah. <laughs> Every year I used to have a tradition I would buy a fantasy football magazine and just like read through that. I stopped that the last couple of years because, you know, the internet. But I'm sorry, the what? The internet. It's this thing that came out. Talk to me about that. Al Gore invented it. <laughs> Former Vice President Gore? Yeah. Huh. That'll explain to me later. Yeah, he sure did. Okay. You hinted at it earlier. I guess you didn't hint at it. You talked about it. You drafted Sonny Michelle, but you dropped him for Adrian Peterson, a bit of a uh, controversial move. So why don't we give you a platform to talk about your logic there? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sonny Michelle, they don't know if he's even, like, when he's coming back. And uh, I really wanted Adrian Peterson because when he did play last year, he did really well. Um, he got picked up by the Saints, but uh, he didn't get a lot of playing time. But then he mainly went to the Cardinals because, you know, they had a big hole from David Johnson. 
And uh, he was doing pretty solid until he got hurt. He did, I think, he had, like five weeks where he had like over like 12 points each week, I think. Sure. For like five weeks, and then he got injured. So, I mean, it's just consistent, and I think he can do some stuff. Um, and I think he can do some damage on the Redskins. Yep, that's the one. My loss is your game. Yeah. Because, you know, I drafted Garrett. I drafted Darius Geist when we drafted back in April. Yeah, and he got hurt, so I got injured Pierce. You know, because most leagues draft in April. Yeah. Because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We Okay, so Adrian Peterson. Well, I think the good thing with Adrian Peterson is it's a, it's a low-risk situation. You've got two starters in David Johnson and uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, there's another thing that went into it. I mean, it wasn't an insane risk. The only risk was if Sonny Michelle turns out to be awesome. Yeah. Which, if he is, darn. But... I mean, I still, yeah, I still have Christian McCaffrey and David Johnson, so. And Julio Jones and Mike Evans, it's, uh, it's, that's pretty. Yeah, I like it. A little worried about Julio Jones, but we'll see. So you talk about picking up Adrian Peterson, but in, in, as far as you can remember, what is your best free agent pickup of all time? Mmm. Man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think, I think Kirk Cousins was a free agent pickup when I first got him. Actually, it makes sense. I think he started for RG three midway through the year, so nobody yeah. would have drafted him. Yeah, I think I think I'm the one that picked him up. Okay. And he did really solid. Um, yeah, I really like that free agency pickup. I'm not like you with free agency though. I'm not as good at it. Uh, I make a lot of very dumb decisions with free agency. In fact, I think it's my biggest weakness at this fantasy football, which it's a bad weakness to have because it's important. How come? Um, I like I will watch a game and then some guy will like go off and I'm like, oh, he's super. And I don't even think about it. You know, like let's say West last year, Patriots wide receiver. I forget his last name. Patriots wide receiver with the last name West. No, first name. Uh, first name was West. I might be wrong. Gosh dang it. He has like glass bones. Chris Hogan. No, the other guy. Wes Walker. Wes Welker. I said Wes. I said first name Wes. But you said last year. He's been retired for a couple of years. No, no, not Wes Welker. Who was on the team that last year? Danny Amendola? No. Eh, maybe Danny Amendola. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking he's Wes Welker. Anyway. But yeah, no, I was just like, he had this like great game, and I was like, oh yeah, like done. Okay. I used my first week free agency thing to get him, and it did not work. He just got hurt. Even though he's had a huge history of it. I don't know. I'm not great at it. And I think I usually jump on free agency too late. Not that people grab a lot of the good guys. Aside from the fact that I don't agree with your uh, drafting three quarterbacks, I think the challenge for you week in and week out is going to be figuring out who to play. Like, I'm curious, what is your strategy week one? Who are you leaning towards? Well, I think I'm going to copy my strategy for last year and just know who's going to do worse and start than a quarterback. I had Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, and every week I picked them. You can you can go back. There's like history to that. I think I got it like right like twice. And I mean, it wasn't like Matt Stafford got two more points than Kirk Cousins. It was like Kirk Cousins got sacked seven times and left the field, and then Matt Stafford got seven touchdowns when I didn't start. Like it was, it was every week. So I'm gonna do that again. I hope. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this week so far in the preseason, I've noticed Dak Prescott and Tyrod Taylor. I I've been impressed by them in preseason. I know it's preseason, but I've been liking watching them. Alex Smith has gotten like no time. I think he's only thrown like 15 passes. Okay. 
So I don't know about him, but I'm between Dak and uh, Alex Smith, but I'm leaning towards Dak's Prescott right now. I think, okay. I think he has some promise. Plays Carolina week one. You sure about that? I think all of them play difficult teams week one. That's true. There aren't any real easy matchups in week one. Yeah, and, well, Tyrod Taylor got hurt too this week, but I think it's only a dislocated finger, pinky or something, on his non-throwing hand. Yeah, but he also plays Pittsburgh in week one. Also rough, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see what I do. So let's let's have some fun. We've talked a lot about you here. Let's do a little bit to incorporate the rest of the league. So we're going to play a couple of games here. One, rosters aside, so let's just say we forget this year and starting next year, you know, when we draft in like March, we draft our teams and I, I wave the magic wand and I say to you, Alex, I guarantee you, you're going to make the championship game. I don't know what's going to happen at that point, but that's as far, that's where you're going to, you're going to get to it at least. Who is the team you would most want to face? Really feel like you could get that first oh, title. So if I make it a championship game, who do I want to face? Yes. I want to face Cam. Why is that? Because I like a challenge, and I never win against him. Well, do you know what my record against him is? I keep asking you, but I think you know. It is in the neighborhood of uh, four and seventeen. Yeah. It'd just be it'd just be so sweet, just to finally win the one that mattered. Not that any of the other ones didn't matter, but just to come back and win one. So you don't want to lay up. For the championship, you want Oh, no, I want to earn it. You want to be down like 6-1 in the bottom of the ninth with two out. Yep. And, no. then, I, yep, and then I just want to let Drew stand and chuck like 300 touchdown passes. You want <laughs> You said You said you could make a magic wand and I'd automatically make the championship. I did. Of course, I would pick Drew Stanton because that means he would have a good year. All right. I'm not, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Like, I mean, Drew Stanton would be on the team. Mm-hmm. I Man, I don't even know who Cleveland's else. Cleveland's third string quarterback would be your savior in this situation. Oh, we don't even know if he's third string. Okay, ahead of yourself. He's in a competition with Brogan. He's in a competition with Baker Mayfield and Terod Taylor. No, he's in a competition with Brogan for third string quarterback. Oh, you're saying he might not make? Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yep. That's sadder. It is sad. All right, so you want Cam because you want a challenge. Could you imagine being Drew Stanton, though? Like, he went to the Browns. It's like, Browns are like, we don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that sounds great. And then they're like, hey, we got this guy, Terod Taylor. And Drew's like, oh, no, oopsie-daisies. And then he's like, okay, don't worry, I'll be okay. Maybe I can get a sweet backup job. First pick in the draft, like Baker Mayfield. Drew Stanton's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, just bad shake for him. I don't I feel know. like that's everywhere he's gone. Do you know how much money he's gotten to not throw a football in his yeah, career? Yeah, but like every team he goes to, he goes with like the promise of like playing, and then they just get somebody because like he he went to the Lions, mm-hmm. and they got Matthew Stafford, but that was a little later. But then he went to the Jets. I mean, he went to the Jets, and that's when the Jets traded or whatever for Tim Tebow. Yeah, and so then he immediately wanted to leave the Jets. Then he went to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals got Carson Palmer. Wasn't there a pit stop with the Colts in there somewhere? Oh, yeah, there was. I think so. Yeah, he was uh, Andrew Luck's mentor. That's why he's had such a great career. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we're just in different places. Hey, do you ever wear that Drew Stanton jersey I bought you? You bought me a Kirk Cousins jersey. Oh, yeah. Do you ever wear that? Yeah, a little bit. Yay. (laughs) All right. Um, All right, flip side of the coin. Who do you not want to face for the championship and why? Gordy. Reasoning? Because I'll lose and I'll feel bad. Oh, wait, no, you said I automatically win, don't you? 
No, I said you. if you got to the championship okay. game, based on reputation, who would you want to play and who would you want to avoid? I, I'm i not saying that I don't want to lose to Gordy. It's just that whenever I play Gordy, the games are always just dumb. Like, I'll be ahead, and then I'll feel like some guy named, like, Kevin. Just get, like, six touchdowns. And, he, and it's just some guy he picked up in free agency because, I don't know, he read a BuzzFeed article about top ten running backs that won't play this week. And he'll pick him up, and then he'll get six touchdowns against me. As that's what it's like to play Gordy, and I hate it. So you want to play Cam because there's a challenge because you never beat him, but you do want to play Gordy. I don't want to play Gordy. It's not a challenge when I play Gordy. It's just ridiculous. Uh huh. Okay. It's like you might as well just like while watching the Puppy Bowl. It's just a bunch of random figures in there just doing whatever they want. Puppy Bowl is cute though. Yeah, I know, but it basically, like, when we go against each other the past couple of years, like, six of our players get two points, mm-hmm. and then two guys just get, like, 60. All right. It's not fun. So we're going to we're gonna have a fun game here. We're going to dial up my inner Freud. I'm going to give you a team, and you're going to give me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Lucas. Last place with me. Cameron. He always wins. Kelly. I always like going with Kelly. It's good matchups. I feel like those are fun. Jason. Am I only supposed to be picking a word, or I can say anything? Well, you do whatever feels good. Jason always has, like, Eric Rogers. I don't like that. Matthew. I don't even remember much of my matchups against Matthew, to be honest. I think I feel like we just go even with each other. It's just, it's okay. Gordy. I already explained Cordy. They're just ridiculous. Tim. He always scares me because his teams are usually really good. And some years he can just get so many points. Steve. I don't even see you when we play each other in a week. <laughs> so. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. We can get competitive. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Those are competitive weeks. Yeah, I... I got a, actually, I got a serious question for you. Oh, serious question. Okay. No, come on. Get dialed in for a second. I, I'm, I'm always dialed in. I'm always 100%. I'm lucky to Focus. get 62% out of you. Straight up. 62%. That's what I get. Eh, all right. So our, our next, not our next episode, the one after that, we're going to sit down and have a, a conversation with the commissioner and his wife. Okay. This can be pretty good times. And I think one of the questions I'm going to ask them uh, is the same question that I asked Cam. If you could unilaterally change one rule in the league, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And he talked about getting rid of, uh, I think, the flex position because he wants less excitement in the league. Yeah, excitement's pretty boring. Yeah, I think he's probably going to want to push our draft back to February as well. Yeah. Probably have it at like 3 in the afternoon, and then we can all go home and go to sleep afterwards. I think we should just have one quarterback, one wide receiver, and a punter. That's it. Shortest draft ever. <laughs> Three players. <laughs> no bench. No bench. One injured reserve spot for when your punter gets hurt. Can you make it so you can only put punters in your injured reserve spot? <laughs> make a rad, mad rush for injured punters just so you could get that magical fourth person on your team? <laughs> I don't think ESPN is that specialized. Oh my gosh. If, just, if it was, I would just make the crazy sneak. So I think I think the push that I'm going to start going for, um, actually the change I want to see happen next year, and, and I think it will get some momentum. We'll see what you think about this, is... I think I've given up the idea of 
keepers based on round of selection. There just isn't enough momentum for that. What I think would actually be fun is doing something new with how we determine draft order instead of just pulling names out of hats. And it like does, a sack race. Kind of. <laughs> um, and this is this is just an example I'm picking because it's easy to get to. We can, But it's the basic idea. Like, for example, we all pick a, a horse in the Kentucky Derby, a random pull. And whoever wins, whoever's the horse that wins, doesn't go get the first pick in the draft, gets to pick where they want to pick in the draft, and then so forth, second down to ten. Oh, that might be nice. But then, you know, there's always, like, one guy that gets stuck. Like, you know, you pick from a hat, you get, like, American Pharaoh, and then I'll go, I'll get, like, Fat Tony. <laughs> you know? And it's just disappointing. <laughs> like, I just picture a horse, like, not even leaving the gate, and then I get to pick ten. It's a pretty exciting two minutes, though. And you'd get the last pick of where you want to pick. Maybe somebody would want ten. Okay. I think if I got to pick unilateral, I would do, uh, we would put the top ten teams, basketball teams for the NCAA tournament in a hat. Or somehow randomly select those ten teams. Or like a March Madness bracket, and we do all our points. Whoever gets the most points gets to pick first. Something like that. I'm all for something like that. Where we could have some drawn-out excitement, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be neat. Last question. One random fact about you that the league probably doesn't know. Random fact? Let's see. You're talking about the needle thing. That's always a fun fact. And go. Oh, yeah. I had knee problems a lot when I was a little kid. When I turned seven, like, mom and dad were like, okay, we'll get it checked out. <laughs> and finally, because, you know, I think they were just like, Alec, you're just being a kid. Stop it. Just go outside and run. Anyway, they took an x-ray. They found a needle in my knee. Uh, yeah, like a like a sewing needle type thing. Like a, I don't know, it was about like an inch and a half long. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was about that long. Yeah. It was just in my knee. And, like, you know, I didn't have any wounds on my leg. So, like, we, I, no one knows how it got there. I don't. And so I had to have surgery to get it removed. And, uh, yeah. How did they figure it out? Did they just take a, a an MRI of your knee or something? Is that how they saw it in there? Oh, man, I was so young. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember them, like, coming up with the picture, and they were like, you got a thing in your knee. And I'm like, okay. You know, when you're, you're a kid, you don't think it's, like, weird. Yeah, as weird as it actually was, you're like, oh, strange, okay, I don't want, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the doctor making jokes like, haha, it's going to be like finding a needle in a haystack. And I remember as a kid, I thought that joke was dumb. <laughs> I was just like, she was like, shut up, doctor, I'm about to go in surgery, I'm seven, I'm terrified. That was a fun fact, there you go. That's Did something. you get to keep the needle? I do, I still have it. Really? Yeah, I brought it to show and tell once when I was in uh, middle school. Would I, you? Yeah, I still have it, so. Would you tell the Bluey story real quick? What about Bluey? Who threw him out the window? He threw him out the window? Okay, no, no, don't stop this. Don't stop this. No one ever told me what happened to him. Okay, so I had a teddy bear named Bluey, and he was blue, and he was my best friend. Okay, well, not real person. I had friends, but he was he was like he was a good fella. We'd read books together. How old I? Like six? <laughs> Grandpa threw him out of the window? Okay, I remember we were at Frankenmuth, and all of a sudden, you Dad... Know, you didn't know this story? No! <laughs> we came into Frankenmuth. Okay, I knew something was up. Because Dad's like, yeah, we lost him. And I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. It's like, where is he? And, you know, how old was I? Six? Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, okay, fine. A little old for a teddy bear, but I had him. <laughs> 
And dad's like, yeah, we lost him. I was like super sad. And it's like, it's not like I like, you know, was super into that age, but like, you know, it's your childhood thing. Like, do you have your childhood thing still? Like a blanket or something? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Grandpa didn't throw that out the window. Anyway, so continue. So continue. What happened? Um, wasn't out a window. And I feel really bad. I thought you told me this, but oops. Sorry, Dad. Um, okay. Apparently, Grandpa Turner, uh, you guys went somewhere at a hotel. Frankenbooth. It was terrible. Frankenmuth. Okay, whatever. I didn't care. I was a kid. What, I didn't even know what the thing was. They had a Christmas store. And I got lost in it. Apparently, Grandpa Turner threw him in the trash. Okay. I, that's a better, not as good of a story about the window. Out the window, it's like hate in the trash. It's just like, this thing's dirty. But well, I think he did it because he thought you were too old for a teddy bear. I was like six, so no, that's what you do. You throw somebody's prized possessions away. Darn, too old. I, you know, I would have probably kept that. Mm-hmm. That's devastating. I mean, that doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, it does not surprise me either. That's the story you think of though, when you're like, give an interesting fact. This grandpa threw away your teddy bear. Well, that's not the interesting fact I tell about myself. But we're not doing a Q and A with me right now. Okay. Well, I know, but, like, that's the story that you thought of. Well, I think it was just because you went um, from when you were little, and I was like, oh, he's going to tell the story. No, you led by saying it was about the needle, but... Uh, you killed my Stretch Armstrong dog. I did. And I'll keep bringing it up forever. Because I, I, I was really torn. I got this new toy. It was a Stretch Armstrong, like, wiener dog, and he had ninja accessories. And I was playing with him, like, all day, and then at night, Steve, I think, was watching me for some strange reason. Uh, which I don't think happened too often back then, because I think that was after you moved to college, but it was like summer or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, and Steve, you're just like, no, keep pulling it, Alex. We're going to see how far it stretches. And I'm like, no, Steve, he's going to break. And Steve was like, no, Alex, it's supposed to stretch this far. Let's keep going. That's what the point of the toy is. And I'm like, no, Steve. <laughs> Snaps in half. He has this goo inside, which I'll never unsee. I was devastating. And, you know, and I'm reading the... I still have the box. This toy is so new. And on the bag's box, it's like, if, if it's broken, just put a Band-Aid on it. And I'm like, Steve, let's put a Band-Aid on it. We can save him. And you're like, no, it's dead. And you, like, put it in a bag because you don't want the goo getting everyone on the carpet. I'm like, no, Steve, put a Band-Aid on it. It'll be fine. You chuck him in the trash. I feel really bad right now. I've forgotten a good part I have, of like, story. seven memories of before I was five, and that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> so there you go, another fun fact. Steve killed my favorite toy that I had for a day. It wasn't Bluey, though, so I guess, you know, you throw him out a window. I was going to bring up the fact that you're stretchy. Like, can't you stick your head behind your foot or something? Your foot behind your head? No, you should be able to, yeah. Can't do that anymore? Probably not. All right. I had some back injuries, football in high school. Sure. Not as flexible as it used to be. I know it's from uh, the shot putting. Oh, discus throwing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that probably helped too. Okay. Well, thank you for being here for our interview today. No, yeah, no problem. I look forward to coming back next week. I think next week's show is going to be We Answer Fantasy Football Questions from the Public. That sounds like fun. It does. All right, so before we go, though, what yep. is your recommendation for the week? And because it's cold and I'm giving it to you to think about, I'm going to throw a tack onto my one from the last episode. Cause I okay. Just, like people are not going to know who John Panette is and they're just going to ignore this this one but I was like in case this might get more people interested 
if you remember the season, the series finale of Seinfeld. No. Oh, when the guy got arrested. Because they mocked a guy getting carjacked. And John Tanette was the carjacking victim. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And uh, I first watched it when it first came out. And uh, it was pretty good. But then I guess it just got canceled recently. But then it got picked up again by another thing. And so I started watching it on Hulu. It's a, it's a really good show. It's just like a comedy show about like police saying police stuff. Yeah, it's got a couple of actors that I really like. Uh, Andre Brower is, I think, the captain or kind of the high-ranking. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. And has uh, Andy Samberg and uh, Terry Crews in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good show. I think you'd like it. Okay. How many seasons or seasons has it been around? I think it's five right now. All right. Anything else? No, no, I think I'm good. All right. Say goodnight, Gracie. Well, who's Gracie?